Hey. Damn. Yo, every time I hear that, I'm just Harlem shaking, like giving the most vibrant. I be forgetting some Harlem songs for Jesus and I be dancing like it ain't for Jesus. <laughs> like, I forgot this for you because the way oh this beat is hitting. God. I just feel like I could Timeless. give the meanest shoulder on that yeah, with the little right. like the, the leg little shirt. Pop you gotta hold the bottom of the shirt Ooh. and flip the shirt with it. Hey y'all, I hope if you riding in your car, listening to it on the metro, <laughs> in your kitchen, whatever, just give a little shake one time. For but us? what's up, y'all? Uh you're tuning into another episode of the Rooted Life Podcast, and we're your host, Doe and Mo here at The Rooted Life. And we're all about helping people thrive in their relationships with Jesus, themselves, and others. We do this through our podcast, social media at Rooted Life Podcast, which is Instagram to be specific, mm-hmm. and the Version Bible app. But yeah. uh, today we're just excited because look, it's February, mm-hmm. the month of, first off, <clears throat> Black History Month. Okay, shout out to the people. Pay respect. But second off, it's also the month of love. So mm-hmm. of course we're gonna get into our dating bag and it's been a little minute since Baby. we have talked about dating. <laughs> like quite a minute. We've been talking about friendships and being 30. Like we really Ooh. haven't been in the dating bag in a minute. Mm-hmm. So how you feeling about that topic, Mo? <clears throat> humbled for 300, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> we'll say humbled. Uh, you're right. It's been years, maybe, yeah. question marks, since we've done it. And I, I mean, honestly, we didn't know what we was talking about. Let's be real. Um, our, our knowledge was just so limited because we were just starting to explore what it could look like to follow God in a healthy way, consistently, mm. let alone like date consistently in a way that was like honoring to him. So mm. I just feel very humbled as we, as we look back on our dating journey. That's, that's real. And yeah. to be fair, I mean, we did have some things, right? Okay. But the main thing is that like, we really hadn't put any of what we were learning into practice. Talk about it. And so what I have learned, you know, broadly through this process <laughs> is that like, our mindsets are so similar that like oftentimes my perspective ended up just being very one-sided. And so that's why for today's episode, I'm excited for us to do a little something different. We're going to talk about dating, but kind of share three things that we got wrong around this topic. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think it can be so tempting to look back um, at past mistakes and, and really beat yourself up over the things that you misunderstood or just simply didn't know. Mm. And I think the process of seeing where you were wrong gives you and us the opportunity to extend and receive grace and open ourselves up to more learning. So before we get into this dating tea, let's go ahead and hop into these good old grows and glasses. Let's go. Let me kick it off. Um, grows managing irritation. <laughs> okay, that's that's it. I'm like, that's I don't good. even know if it's worth expounding, but um, some folks are really irritating me, Dorian. Knows, okay. but I want to be mindful. Um, and I've, I've been struggling to extend grace mm. and forgiveness. Cause I'm like, it feels like you're just trying to be problematic and racist. You're just trying to like, train. are you putting any effort into not being a racist today? Did mm. you wake up and say, God, help me Lord, love people who look different from me and help me not to be a racist. <laughs> my God, my God. I just don't know if that's their heart. I, I don't and it's know. It's becoming increasingly difficult for me, but I mm. want to extend, I want to extend grace mm-hmm. and I want to love them fully because God loves me fully. Yeah. So that is that is a grow. Okay. Me and God are we're processing it, and we're we made some progress this week. So I'm I'm proud. Okay. The glue is that I've been trying to invest more energy and time into things that bring me joy. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, as somebody who like really values working and values doing work that's important, I notice that sometimes 
I'll put so much energy into my career, my job that I haven't really invested into other areas of my life. Like Mm -hmm. if someone was like, what's your hobby? Like three months ago, I'd be like, Mm -hmm. I'd have to try to reach for something. Yeah. But I've been like, you know what? Let me create the space. So I started a book club with some black women in my building, which is fun. I signed up for an art class. Okay. um, That's in in the next end of this month. Mm -hmm. Um, And then went skating, which Mm -hmm. Dorian is upset about. But I'm going to invite her next time. Yeah, that was really. She didn't even tell nobody. She knows I love it. I went skating uh so just trying to just be intentional about creating some spaces that bring me Mm -hmm. joy Mm -hmm. um and are like community oriented around black people and people of color because that also brings me a lot of joy i love me i love all that i love it i love it i love it um okay so my grows i'm really working on delayed gratification Mm. um you know in a lot of different areas i I think i mentioned uh, maybe on the last podcast that i'm starting this financial fast um actually tomorrow so, um, you know, delayed gratification in my spending, but mm. also just like in the choices that I decide to make as it relates to wellness around okay. like, what do I want to put in my body at any given time? And it's not restricting every single thing that is bad for my body at yeah. every single time, but it's like, okay, if I know next weekend I have a girl's night date, maybe this week I choose to be a little bit more clean mm. and then I enjoy the girl's night date. So mm-hmm. it's just like allowing myself to still enjoy, but I don't have to enjoy every single moment, every single time. Mm. So just trying to be a little bit more thoughtful there. Um, and I think my glow is just like my consistency around reading hey. and being in my work. You okay. know, I've been really consistent every morning, okay. making sure that I'm really like, unpacking a scripture or Mm -hmm. something that I'm like leaning into a little bit more than just reading it over and being like, cool, did the devotion. But it's like kind of taking my time to be like, okay, let's do a little bit of like reference a commentary, take time to really like sit and think, what does this mean Mm -hmm. to me and for my life? And I've just been enjoying that process of seeing the word Mm. come alive for me in a new way by just slowing down a little bit and not thinking I got to read through so much Mm -hmm. but it may just be literally one line that I just kind of sit with and I'm like okay this is deep like let's really unpack this so anyway that's been a really um, encouraging experience in my faith walk as well that just resonates with me because I used to think that the value of my quiet time was dependent on the length of time yeah and I'm like sometimes I spend five minutes with God and it felt more meaningful if I spent an hour agree because I just was sitting there I'm like I really need something God like something about I don't know there's no formula to make him show up and make it a meaningful time but I just really thought like if I an hour every morning then like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be changed and like maybe but sometimes it's just like mm-hmm. being intentional for 15 minutes yep. you know but yep. that just resonates with me super good okay let's get into this episode like Doe said you know it's February mm-hmm. Black History Month shout out to our ancestors I guess I don't know yes <laughs> uh, all honor to the ancestors <laughs> okay are we getting a little okay. hotep maybe we are. I don't but it's fine you know you could be both in hotep and holy Maybe I don't know. Or are they counter? I don't know. I don't know because they're like black. I don't want to light. I don't want (laughs) to. We better stop. We don't want nobody man. Let's just run all that. We're gonna go back. Let's get into that. Uh, Let's focus on maybe Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day is this month. So like Doe said, we're going to dive into what we got wrong when it came into dating. But to start off, I think it might be helpful to give some context on where we were a couple years ago. When yeah. We kind of started talking about dating and our podcast and all that stuff. So when we first started, I was coming out of a very toxic four-year relationship. And then you were coming out of a serious relationship as well. Girl, serious situationship. Just call I'm trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, but I have no shame in saying what it was. Also, serious situationship is almost an oxymoron. It's actually hilarious They're to opposite say words. out loud, but it was serious to one person yeah. and a situationship <laughs> to the other. So, therefore. Jesus, Jesus help us. 
<laughs> so all that to say is we were both newly single. We just started getting involved with our church and mm-hmm. learning how to live our faith out beyond our beyond Sundays. And mm-hmm. so we were learning in real time what it's like to allow God to rule all areas of our lives, including our dating life. And we were just so new back then, honestly, to dating <laughs> healthy. Yeah, we certainly were. Uh, we were balancing what I found was like we were trying to balance healing and exploration at the same time, which can be really tricky because mm-hmm. it's like. Looking back, I think we were trying to both close the chapter on some of the past, Mm -hmm. but then also like we were becoming a little bit more like strict and closed minded as it related Mm -hmm. to dating, because though we're trying to close the chapter, we're also trying to move forward. But then that is informing how we're moving forward. Mm. So then we're kind of moving out of those very hurts at the same time. Yeah, that makes sense. And it makes me think of a quote I heard Dr. Darius say, I think years ago, but Mm -hmm. He was talking about his understanding of theology and scripture, but he said something along the lines of, you should be able to look back and see how your thoughts, beliefs, and practices have changed. And if you have, if you can't do that, you have to question if you're growing. In other words, like change is natural and it's a healthy part of the growing process. And the fact that we can actually look back and see how we've matured and changed and our Mm -hmm. understanding of dating is actually proof that we're growing, which I think is beautiful. So today for this episode, I'm thinking we can share three things. What we got wrong about ourselves in the dating process, mm-hmm. what we got wrong about others in the dating process, mm-hmm. and what we got wrong about our God mm. <laughs> in the dating process. So, do you wanna you wanna kick us off? Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess let's Come get on, into girl. it. Drop that tea. Um, okay. It. Well, just I want to start by saying like I really like this framing because mm. I think it's a reflection of our holistic approach to healthy relationships. Okay. They involve God, ourselves, and mm. others, and so I think it's just like helpful to think about every area of your life relative to God, yourself, and others. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I didn't even realize that. Yeah. That's strong. It's super helpful. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk about what I got wrong about myself. Let us know. Um, well, in a nutshell, I just thought that I was fully healed. Mm. <laughs> and therefore, I was going to have a perfect relationship because mm. prior to dating, I thought that like if you've done the work to forgive yourself and other people, you've moved on from your past, mm-hmm. then like romantic relationships are going to be pretty much smooth sailing, right? Like... Mm. Why not? Yeah. Uh, that resonates deeply with me. So how did you discover that you were actually a very wrong about that? You know, I, I just failed to realize that there are just some places in our hearts that like either they just can't heal or mm. we don't even know that we're hurting until there is actually someone in front of us to expose those parts. Mm. And so early on, I think I was like really surprised when I would be triggered because I'm like, wait, no, I thought I was good from this thing. Mm. And someone would say or do something which objectively maybe that wasn't bad. But to me, it just felt like such a personal mm. dagger or a threat. Yeah. And then I would be like, oh, OK, that's a me thing not a him thing. Mm. Like there's actually more work that I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I really need to kind of like take up with God um, and not be guilting someone into fixing. So I think like what I realized the, the way that I discovered that I was wrong was in those moments, seeing myself be triggered by things Mm -hmm. that I thought I had healed from. Mm. Wow. That's good. My mom, it's been saying this quote to me lately of when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, mm-hmm. which is like true. And also it's like, God knows exactly the situations we need to get that stuff out of us. But yes. so many of us are so busy being triggered, irritated, frustrated, annoyed. And we don't actually, down. yeah, that we actually don't investigate. Why am I responding that's it. in an inappropriate way mm-hmm. to a situation that's actually not that wild or crazy. Yep. So I love that you say that. Cause I think that we can apply that mindset to that practice to other areas of our lives beyond dating as well. Yeah. So 
how is your approach and your understanding different now that you know this information? Well, yeah, now I feel like I've come to understand two things that one healing is a continuous process and Mm. that two healing doesn't mean that there's no evidence of injury. So for that first part, I think I have just accepted that my insecurities may always be present. So Mm. I'm going to constantly be doing work around them. Mm -hmm. And if something stings, like because healing is continuous, I can just pause evaluate what happened and I get to decide like okay is this a me thing or is this a them thing Mm -hmm. and if I made it a them thing but it's really a me thing then I'll try to call it out I'll own it I'll apologize Mm -hmm. and then you know just really kind of recognize like it's okay that this moment is happening yeah and not reject or shut down or be so um, ashamed I guess of Mm. the fact that I was even hurt to begin with yeah and then I think for the second part um just realizing that like I kind of use a metaphor like after you get a bad cut, it heals, it closes up, it stops bleeding. But there's still evidence that something happened to me, maybe in the form of a scar. Mm. And so when I relate that to dating, I'm like, okay, maybe there will still be evidence of my past hurts that flare up if I'm triggered. But the more I think that we kind of start to accept that, like, we, we, we are flawed people mm-hmm. and we will be triggered and that's okay. Like we can start to invite God into that mm-hmm. healing process. And over time it just gets easier. And yeah. then like we, we start to feel more whole in the dating process um, and recognize that like it's okay if we kind of have those pain points along the way. Yeah. Ooh. That's good. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. It was really fun hearing about you. I really don't want to share. Now. Yeah. I'm like, so, that, was fun. <clears throat> that was great. So let's talk about you, though. What did you get <clears throat> wrong about yourself? What about me? <laughs> um, Many things. Uh, For one, I think that I just was very quick to fantasize and dream about a future with somebody, mm. which doesn't sound bad. It doesn't face value. You're right. Like, oh, I'm dreaming about the future. But it could be problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us how. <laughs> I'm like, what's next, Doria? <laughs> okay, I'm going to get real here. And I know you of all people are going to be even shocked that I would say this on our podcast. But for <laughs> years, I sound like a troubled person. But for <laughs> years. <laughs> go, go, go. For years, I thought this guy that we knew was going to be my husband. Like, for years. I'm what? I'm out here looking silly. I'm out here looking wrong. I'm out here looking... How do you say crazy? How do you say you need help? Um, <laughs> How do you say go to therapy? Um, so through that, pro- I am in therapy in case y'all are concerned. But um, through yes. that process, I just realized how dangerous it is to fantasize about a future that does not exist. Because mm. then we start to feel emotionally attached to an outcome that is actually not reality. Mm. Um, and then we have all these expectations and these dreams and hopes and plans attached to something that actually doesn't exist. And if God doesn't work the relationship out or the situation out, that you've imagined a dream, you end up mad at God and deeply disappointed. And I think that applies to like a job you might want or a house you might want or a career. You just have to be careful mm. about guarding your heart yeah. and not creating a fantasy and then feeling emotionally invested in a fantasy that actually isn't reality. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of what we've talked about before too with mm. uh, Dr. Darius when he talked about when um, you're disappointed versus devastated. Yeah, that's good. And like disappointment is like, okay, God didn't like work it out the way that I thought he would. Mm-hmm. But devastation is like, dang, like I put all my eggs on God doing it this way. Mm-hmm. And now that he hasn't, like I'm wrecked. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that's really that's good. good. So what what do you feel like now um, you've learned kind of from that situation and how's your approach different when it comes to dating? Yeah, I think when I'm interested in someone or dating someone, I do a lot of mental work to keep myself sane from fantasizing about the future. So okay. it's so easy to be like, oh, we would look so cute in our wedding day. Mm. Like, where could we live? And what could our kids look like? And yeah. it's like, your mind can just drift into that. So when I start getting that, I just literally be like, no, Morgan, like that's not even reality mm-hmm. yet. Mm-hmm. So like focus 
on the now. And I think a lot of it is guarding my heart and checking my, my, my heart mm-hmm. and my mind when I find that I'm spending more time fantasizing about the future than living in the present moment. Yeah. So it's so just a lot of like heart check and be like, come back and be present, Morgan. And just also continue to seek God about what his plans are mm-hmm. <laughs> about my future, honestly. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes too, it's okay to like, let the thought happen. Yeah. But then let's not like, let that be the thought that we land on. Yeah. You can't, you know, it's like, you can't just linger there. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, sure. Maybe I have the thought of like, Oh wow, this is going really well. Like Mm -hmm. I wonder what it would be like for this. And let's just bring it right on back back to the present Mm -hmm. where we're really just on our second date. Like, let's just keep ourselves grounded in reality which can be hard to do. So I also just want to make sure people know that it's okay to have the thoughts, but it's just like, you know, bring it back, Mm -hmm. snap back to reality. Oh, there goes. Okay. Okay. Eminem, you got the little headphones too. That's cute. Okay. (laughs) All right. Number two, baby. Okay. So let's talk about what we got wrong about others. Okay. Uh, So through dating over the couple uh, last couple years, mm-hmm. I just realized I was totally wrong when it came to evaluating other people's walks with God. Hmm. Um, I was really quick to make a lot of assumptions about how, quote unquote, Christian someone was. Mm. And I would kind of determine like my level of interest based on that alone. It's like, oh, yeah, you're seeming to be super Christian. So like you seem like someone to pursue or nah, nah, not you. <laughs> mm, OK, so how did you discover that you were wrong? Yeah, I mean, I don't think there was a specific moment, um, but I will say that my current relationship has just really helped to shift my mm. perspective perspective, and be a lot more open-minded um, to embrace a walk with Christ that looks different from mine. Mm. I think, like, to state it plainly, I was using my own walk with Christ as a barometer to measure mm, other people's. That's really good. And my walk with Christ is one that is very, like, outwardly expressed because I mm. am an external person. So it looks like things like being in leadership at a church, talking about it on social media, or having knowledge of popular church culture. <laughs> but those are not points of evaluation as it relates to someone's heart for God, actually. like So I realized, like, okay, I'm using this based on how I live out my faith yeah. and not thinking about the fact that like someone else's relationships with God may be informed based off of their personality mm-hmm. or what influences them or what motivates them to feel connected to God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That one wow. kind of stops me in my tracks, honestly. Yeah. And it was such a prideful approach, honestly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like using myself as a barometer for like, you're not doing what I'm doing. So right. that's great. And that also like speaks to, and we're kind of getting to this, inadvertently but the importance of having a diverse community yeah because if you're surrounded by people who express their faith in the exact same way Mm -hmm. as you in one church community in which you are all being taught the same theology which could be healthy and good or not then it like limits your understanding of various ways like we went to dinner the other night and i was just telling them about a friend who her and her husband are looking for a new church and how they're spending Mm. intentional time figuring out ways to commune with god that may not be church like we're going to go on a family hike on sunday and just think about god's like his creativity and nature and just like exploring ways to commune with God that is still with the body of believers as Mm -hmm. we're instructed to do, but maybe it's outside of the four walls. But I just love that it gives us the opportunity to expand our understanding of how we can commune with God and doesn't put him in a box because he can move wherever he want to move. That part. Okay, let's get back. That's good. So how is your approach and understanding different now? Well, yeah, I mean, just to kind of build on what you were saying, like, 
being a part of a community with of like-minded people who have the similar theology like those things can be good and and they may be healthy and glorifying ways to live out your faith but I think what I learned here is that it is not the only way yeah and so I had to realize that my approach to faith is not the approach to faith Mm. and so um just really kind of understanding that like you want some commonalities and alignment around your values around like, okay, we value the church. We Mm -hmm. value being under a pastor. We Mm -hmm. value godly community, but all in all, just having um, a broader understanding and acceptance of all types of relationships with Christ Mm -hmm. and using the word and the spirit to be the barometer as the standard and not myself. Say that last part again so people heard it because that was strong. <laughs> Look, we got to use the word and the Holy Spirit to be the barometer for the mm. standard of what it looks like to walk with God and not ourselves. Mm. My mm. God. Mm. That was really strong, Dorian. All <sighs> right. My turn. Time for you to talk okay. about what you got wrong what with What did others. I get wrong? So dating over the past few years, I realized that I was a very wrong with the pressure and expectations I put on the men I was dating. Mm. And I think similar to what you're talking about, I just had a very rigid view of what a good man looked like. Wow. 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 Don't we all, though? You know? We really do. And, and whether that is informed by a male figure in our lives mm-hmm. that we consider to be good yeah. or someone that we admire or mm-hmm. a celebrity or our pastor or whatever. Like I think many of us get a little bogged down based off of our experience, which isn't necessarily wrong, but right. it can lead you to just be um, ill-equipped when you're trying mm-hmm. to look for your own partner. Right. And count somebody out who really might be a great person. Come just on. Might look differently than what you than imagine. What you yourself. And that goes back to that fantasy piece again, because yeah. if you imagine yourself with a certain kind of person, mm. it's going to be really hard to open up your mind to a different kind of experience. But yeah, um, I can kind of, I guess, talk get in there. Yeah. How, <laughs> how did you figure that out? I don't think there was one particular guy or moment that I had like this aha moment, but mm-hmm. the more people I go on dates with and more guy friends I talk to, I just see that I, need to be more flexible yeah. in all areas of my life, if I'm honest, but um, specifically in dating. And it doesn't mean I'm going to compromise my morals or values, but I just need to be more realistic and open to what it means to be, a, to be with a good man and what a good man looks like. And mm. like, for example, like maybe he doesn't have an advanced degree, mm. you know, like maybe he has a little hood, which I like to be honest, but Me, uh, <laughs> both of those things also describe your best friend. So let's talk about that. Oh my gosh. Come on. Yes. And I love her. Um, <laughs> Maybe he is still processing some church hurt. Like maybe he's still exploring what his involvement with church looks like in this season. Like maybe he is in therapy or like maybe he doesn't know what his career goals are and still yeah. trying to explore like what his dreams are related to his gifts and his passion and goals. And yeah. and maybe he's still in process and that's okay because I'm still in process. Mm-hmm. That's, that's really good. I think what you're saying also reminds me of something that Pastor Stephen um, at Union Church talked about hmm. where he just talked about knowing what potential – is okay to mm. accept in a partner That's and whatnot, good. you know, That's really good. because it's like, I don't necessarily want like someone who has potential to love Jesus. I want you to kind right. of already love Jesus. Right. 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 But I do, I think it, you, there is room to be with someone who has potential to be more successful or has right. potential to um, be more financially stable, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's also just kind of like knowing what's okay to accept in a person at a given yeah. time when you're trying to be at the starting point, like mm-hmm. you are at the very beginning of trying to build with someone. So right. what has to be fully baked and what can still be getting whipped up in the kitchen. <laughs> but how did you kind of like, what is the lesson that you have learned from that? And how, how is your approach different now? 
I think I just honestly envision men as like an easy bake oven. I just put all my desired ingredients <laughs> in. I just get this well-formed, perfect man. And I, that wasn't conscious. Like this was all, if you had asked mm. me that consciously, I'd say like, no, like I know that we're all flawed and we all fall short and scripture, 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 whatever. But subconsciously, I yeah. think I was looking for that perfect person who did express their faith exactly like me and mm-hmm. had, you know, I just, I was looking for a person who didn't exist. And I think honestly, the more I get in tune with my own humanity and my own brokenness, mm. I see how I'm not well formed. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm in process and there's still so many parts of me that I'm learning and exploring. Yeah. And I don't want to miss out on a great guy just because he's also still learning and exploring yes. how God made him so good. and that, you know, he may look and sound and move differently than this perfect man I envisioned, but he still could be a really good man. And the same for me, like sending grace to myself that, yeah, I'm not a perfect person. I'm still in process, but I still have a lot to offer as well. Mm, so good, Mo. I mm. really, really, really love both of those reflections about mm. um, how we've grown in our understanding of yeah. others. So good. Okay. All right, let's get into this last, last one. one. I'll kick us off. Let's talk about what we got wrong when it came to God and dating. And I think I've learned so much, but uh, <laughs> I think what's cool about this conversation too, is that it applies to situations beyond dating. I yeah. feel like that's just like God to give you a lesson that is applicable to so many different areas. Mm-hmm. But I think specifically with dating, I just got God, I got what I got wrong was God's heart for me mm-hmm. because I've had really negative and disappointing experiences related to romantic relationships. I just really started to think that like, maybe God didn't care about this for mm-hmm. me. And I saw him doing it for other people, but I'm like, maybe this is not a concern for him. Mm-hmm. And maybe he's holding out on me, um, which is not his heart for me. No. Period. Yeah. Period. Poo. Mm. It, it just, it just, it's just is not. Like, it's just a lie from the pit hill. Honestly, it's just lies. Honestly. So how'd you figure out that that was a lie? Uh, so many things. Well, a situation ship. That's one. Mm. <laughs> like we weren't progressing. I'll do it. We weren't moving forward, but I didn't want to let him go. Cause I was like, what if I'll never get a chance to care this deeply for someone mm. and to be cared for this deeply? Like what if this is, I started thinking like, what if this is my last shot? And mm. maybe this is better than nothing yep. uh, because it had been years. I mean, I said it had been four years since I'd felt someone felt for someone deeply yeah. and was really afraid to let it go in my heart because I just thought that if God doesn't care about this and he's not going to move, then I have to move. And mm. if I don't get another opportunity, then maybe I should just enjoy whatever this is for as long as it is because I may not get this again because yeah. it seems like everybody else is getting it. And I'm not you. making any progress. So um, I think just, I just felt like God was purposely neglecting something that was so near and dear to my heart. Mm. And so I felt like I needed to be in control and make things happen in my own way. Mm. So how did you get to kind of where you are now? Failure. (laughs) Pain. Failure. Uh, I think I just started to see how as I failed in dating and struggled and, you know, just in the face of my disappointment and heartbreak and shame, his love didn't waver. He was still... Mm favoring me he was still blessing me he was still speaking to me he was still working through me he was still answering prayers and I'm like wait wait hold up dude I messed up like why you come on I messed up why are you still being faithful like this is not this is like this is blowing up my theology Mm. because I knew about your grace but to know but to know his grace for yourself yeah in the face of your pain and your failure you'd be like dang you must the only reasonable like like answer is that you love me Mm -hmm. there's no other answer that can make sense but like you must actually really love who I am beyond what I can do and do right and so I just start to see that his heart for me was for my best that he cares deeply about the things I carry in my heart and this has allowed me to release control and trust his heart for me and his plan in my dating life and in honestly in all areas of my life Mm, 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 
Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's that it, is so good. And and I think, you know, I'll just transition kind of right into mine. Like it's, okay. it's so similar in a way because it comes down to us um, misunderstanding and misevaluating the character of God. Yep. Like, it. and yours was related to like, what he cares about for you Mm -hmm. and mine is related to like his expectations of me. Mm. And I think that like, I kind of fell into this trap of thinking that he expected me to be perfect in Mm. what we're talking about dating, but just in general, I think that my relationship with God can sometimes be a reflection of my relationship with people Mm. where I think that they expect me to be perfect at all things. And, And I think, you know, just realizing that over dating multiple people, like, when those experience experiences would end, mm-hmm. I would kind of like inadvertently think, is this punishment? Cause I got something wrong in mm-hmm. this dating process. Yeah. And I was realizing, you know, God's love and acceptance of me actually never changed. Come on. But every time things ended and I was hurt, I felt like I had let God down. And then mm-hmm. that was why that it ended. But I think it was like the pressure to perform was coming from my own pride and yeah. my own lack of discontent in the dating process and Mm -hmm. so I was really out here thinking that I could like achieve my way into a perfect relationship and I think that I was also trying to rush the process because I so quickly just wanted to get to the goal of marriage Mm -hmm. so if I do everything perfectly I'll get there faster Mm -hmm. and that's just not the truth like Mm -hmm. on the other side I realized like God was just proud of my progress through every experience and that he wanted me to use that progress in the process of helping to find the best partner for myself. And I now just kind of, I just really trust his heart for me. And I think I have learned so much more about his character and so much more about who he really is, not Mm. who I think he is Mm -hmm. or I assume him to be, or I hear about him being, but who he actually is That's good, and that he's not punishing me. If things don't work out or, and he doesn't expect me to do every single thing, right? Like he doesn't expect me to do anything, but to love him and to honor him. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think in a nutshell, it's just beautiful to see like God cares about our dating life Mm -hmm. and every aspect of our life, our professional life, our family life, Mm -hmm. our community, our church. You can insert anything in there Mm -hmm. that you may be struggling with in life. And ultimately, he just wants to see us approach it in a way that brings us good and him glory. Man, I don't even want to wrap it up. I'm like, what else can we throw in here? Because it's just so strong. That's good. Um, But as we reflect on our dating experience, particularly what we got wrong with ourselves, with others and God, I think it's really beautiful that we can see how God masterfully, I mean, just Mm. just masterfully use different people and relationships and even pain and heartbreak to teach and develop us. So I'm just grateful we always talk about it but the gift of hindsight to look back yeah to see his faithfulness in his hand in situations it didn't feel like in the moment his hand was on but it was yeah and to be able to see like dang god you really matured us in this area you, you taught us it was a hard lesson but i'm just grateful mm. that he used those lessons to bless us and now we get to bless people by sharing our experiences so though as we kind of reflect on this episode what was your biggest takeaway i think my biggest takeaway is that you can be so misinformed about a topic mm. and that it really just takes life experience to yep. teach you and That's reveal good. more to you and to like mm. embrace the life that happens mm-hmm. because that is actually the most beautiful part about it because that is what helps inform you and helps kind of like grow and shift you into the best version of yourself. So mm. I think it's like, take it all in stride. Really. Mm-hmm. It's like at the time those 
those moments or those experiences, those <laughs> situationships, whatever, it's just be like, what is all of this for? <laughs> and now to be able to like share this whole episode on the other side, it's like yeah. all of that, it, it, it helps, you know, it and it, it helps for your good in the end. Yeah. Yep. I think for me, um, something I feel like a word God gave me at the end of two years ago, was it like in this situation, I got a situation with my family and I was really upset and God was like, healing's on the table. Mm. It's on the table. And if you want to partake, it's there. But if you want to sit in your feelings and be upset and be triggered and all those things are valid, but it's like, I have an opportunity for you here. Mm. And so I think the lesson or what I'm taking away is like, God is so careful with me and care so deeply about us, his children, um, that every opportunity has healing mm. there. There's learning there. There's, there's progress that can be made. But if we, we, we have to take the step to be open, to receive, to process the pain, whether yeah. it's going to therapy or talking to community, like we get to opt into the healing. It's always there for us, but we can choose if we want it or not. Mm. So that's my takeaway. So good. You know what? I really loved this episode. Yeah. It's just such a blessing to look back and see God's hands on every part of our lives, mm -hmm. even our dating lives. Yeah, same, sis. Well, y'all be sure to follow us on IG at Rooted Life Podcast. And while you're listening to this episode, if this blessed you, please share it. Uh, share it with a friend. Uh, post it to your stories. Tag <laughs> us. Send us a DM. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor. Rate us five stars and leave us a brief review. Yes, we love those reviews. And most recently, we got one from at 123 Leslie Marie, hey who shared that she's old enough to be our mama, <laughs> but she is still refreshed to Aww. hear our love and commitment to the Lord. Aww. And I shared it with our friends. So thank you so much, Miss Leslie Marie. We yes. love you. And that's so sweet because that's what we do. What we do. All right, y'all. Thanks for joining. We'll be back next month with something new. <laughs> Happy New Year. All the things, even though it's February now. But until next time, stay rooted. Love y'all.